Coming at you from the Steel City, you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast, Pittsburgh's premier comedy podcast. Your weekly dose of humor hosted by Chris Hopper and with a new special guest each week. And here's your host, Chris Hopper. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Along with me today is nobody. It is a special PMP one-on-one. Um, this time, it is with guest Darius Kasparitis, former Penguin. I couldn't be more excited. He was always my favorite Penguin growing up. Um, that was kind of when I first started getting into the Penguins. It was like in the mid-90s. I was born in 90, so I was like five or six when they traded for Kasparitis, and he was my favorite player since then, hard hitter, you know, known for his physical style of play, not really a goal scorer other than his Game 7 goal, which is probably his biggest um, memory in Pittsburgh, his game-winning goal against Buffalo, which we will talk about. Um, I I, want to keep doing these one-on-ones. I I did one already. The first one I did was with uh, Frank Nicotero, comedian, Go back and listen to that if you haven't listened to that one. He's hilarious. He uh, He's like the game show whisperer almost. He uh, he had Street Smarts, which was uh, a show in like 2000, early 2000 syndicated. Uh, really funny show, so go back and listen to that. Um, I think I want to have some more like random Pittsburgh sports guys. You know, not like the, the high-level ones necessarily as much as some of the cult ones. You know, Casperitis is one of my favorites. Uh, guys like Dan Kreider, you know, fullback for the Steelers, Super Bowl winning fullback uh, for the Steelers, I believe, with Super Bowl forty, right? Maybe some other guys, uh, Sean Mori, Chiuoma, those were both captains in Super Bowl forty, I believe, with uh, Joey Porter, James Ferrier. Who else was it on offense? There would have been two guys, Bettis probably, and Heinz uh, Ward. Um, but yeah, guys like that, I think that would be cool. But, uh, this, this nineties Penguins team, they were, I was kind of after the cup runs, um, Lemieux retired, um, the Casparitis will talk about that. Um, he played with them before he retired and after he retired. So that's kind of interesting. But, you know, he played with guys like uh, Yammer Yager. He played with, uh, let's see, who's some ra- random guys on that team? Robert Lang, Kovalev, Straka, Jan Herdina. We have Ron Tugnut, JSL Ban, Alexi Morozov. He talks about playing with Ian Moran. Uh, he has, uh, you know, interesting stories throughout. So I, I can't wait for you guys to listen to the interview with Darius Kasparitis. Um, and then look forward to some more of these in the future. Like I said, maybe we'll look for some cult Pittsburgh guys, just random athletes, you know, maybe guys who started here or not. But uh, Darius Kasparitis, former first overall pick, fifth overall. He he talks about Mike Milbury saying, which Mike Milbury's a dick, right? Like nobody really actually likes Mike Milbury. His family looks like they probably don't even like him. He looks like such an asshole. But um. He said, uh, he said to Darius that he wasn't going to trade him. And then middle of uh, November, he ends up playing for the Penguins because he did get traded. So we're going to, you know, tune into that. It's about, you know, 40 minutes of Darius Kasparitis talking, and uh, it, it's awesome. So thanks for listening. Thank you very much for, uh, for taking the time to come on here. No way. Yeah, thank you very much. I, uh, 
Uh, just to, to kind of start out some background, I, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I'm still in Pittsburgh. I, you know, I was born in 90, and the Penguins were, you know, they're still my favorite team growing up. And uh, uh, you were my favorite player. I remember in being in fourth grade, you know, uh, my, my teacher was very impressed that I could spell Casparitis. Uh, <laughs> and uh yeah i had the the number 11 jersey on my uh on my desk so my parents could uh, uh spot me out easily but uh thank cool. you, yeah thank you very much for coming on here um i guess i kind of want to get started kind of at the beginning uh kind of figuring out how you got into hockey and i saw you were uh born in lithuania and Open then the door. uh yeah, yeah. moved and played with russia so kind of i was wondering how you started out uh, getting into hockey, if it was a family thing, or uh, kind of how you went from there? Not really. I actually uh, grew up in Lithuania. It was not a very big hockey country, but uh, my fortunately for me, my city had a first indoor ice rink, mm-hmm. which was built during my uh, youth years. You know, I remember playing even uh, at that time when I started skiing, playing uh, for the first time. We always had a constant construction, you mm-hmm. know, so... Uh, but I just like the hockey equipment. You know, I saw uh, my older neighbors wearing a hockey equipment going to practice because we usually walk to practice. We dressed up the home and just walk because it was like 10-minute walk to the rink. So I loved how they looked. And then uh, when the time came, I was eight years old. Uh, my first coach came to my school uh, in the spring and said, who wants to join hockey uh, group? And I was the first guy uh, who, uh, who joined. And... Uh, we trained a lot of off-ice in the beginning in the summer. We didn't even skate it. And I remember my first time when I stepped on the ice in the uh, in, uh, fall uh, of that year. I know I started skating right away. I was shocked that I knew how to skate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never skating before. So I guess it was meant to, meant to be to be a hockey player because, you know, I thought I was going to fall down and uh, it's going to take me a long time to learn. But I did it right away. Yeah. I felt very comfortable. Uh, except you know, stopping uh, and uh, turning on the <laughs> right side of my uh, of my you know, uh, yeah. it took me three took me three years to get comfortable. But otherwise, you know, I felt naturally right away. So that, I think that was kind of a gift from God. Is that something when you started? Did you go into it liking to be that physical player that you ended up being, or were you kind of you know the goal scorer, or how did you start out, or what was your mindset? Well, not really. Uh, growing up in Soviet Union, you know, watching uh, the, the, you know, the Soviet hockey was all about finesse, moving the puck, you know, yeah. and uh, being fancy. Uh, it's basically not as much as physical as Canadian hockey or North American. But I think my competitive, I was very competitive, I think, I, and I hated to lose. So I feel like I love the hockey the most because I think you can uh, express your frustration by uh, hitting somebody. <laughs> But I was not really, you know, considering myself as a big hitter until I came to NHL because I was more like, you know, I was physical, but not as physical as I became an NHL player, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because to play in, uh, for, for Soviet Union, for USSR team, at that time, you still have to have some skills, you know, because we had a, a big competition. So uh, I think I, I consider myself, you know, also... Uh, I can move the puck and uh, yeah. uh, maybe not a good wrist shot, but good slap shot. But when I came to the NHL, you know, Al Arbor saw my uh, physicality. And I, honestly, it was so easy for me to hit everybody. I didn't realize how easy it was because I think I was a good skater and there was a smaller ice surface, so it was easy to find hits. And the hockey was different in, uh, in the 90s, mm-hmm. in the beginning, because guys tried to beat you one-on-one. It was less dump and chase. So uh, it, it, felt, it felt easier for me to hit. 
you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you started playing, I guess, professionally at like 16. Is that true? Or On you- my first few games, I was invited to play for my uh, uh, main team, uh, Dynamo Moscow. I was still in high school. And, and uh, they, uh, I, I, I came to the team, I remember. They put me in a lineup at 16 at, at, uh, you know, in uh, the Russian League. And uh, that was very nerve-wracking, you know, because the first game we played was against Red Army, which all the you know, <laughs> yeah. guys that I watched on TV, grew up on TV, watched play, uh, I watched them play. I was playing against them, so I was very uh, nervous. And uh, the second game was against Dinamo Riga, uh, which is, you know, was less nervous, but uh, still was cool to go because we, it was no internet, you know, so uh, you have to buy a newspaper the next day and you see the lineups and my name was in it. So I took the newspaper to the school, Show my uh, classmates. <laughs> a lot of guys told me they saw me on TV, which was televised the first game. So I felt very, uh, you know, cool. But then, you know, I was 16. And then the next time I played for the main team was uh, a couple of years later, you know. Yeah. But that was the kind of cool, uh, cool beginning that uh, the first time I stepped on ice, I was eight. And eight years later, I was playing in a top division in the Russian League. That's which, pr- you know, it was very impressive if I really think back now you know i don't know how i end up doing that but it was cool yeah that's that's crazy and especially in only eight years going from never picking up a hockey stick or skates to being at the top tier of you know possibly one of the best hockey uh teams ever you know yeah. uh, at least uh, uh countries it's, it's tough yeah like i see my kids develop you know and i'd be like oh my god you know they're almost mm-hmm. the same age as me when i started doing it my you know and they've already been training. My my two boys play soccer. One plays basketball, and they've already been training for four years. You know, yeah. and I always put so much pressure on them. Sometimes, like uh, especially on my eight year old, and now like sometimes I pull back. I'm like, listen, I didn't even do anything at Joe's <laughs> you know. And yeah. I'm one of, now. I want my son to play for Manchester City. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very. It's, it's sometimes I have to realize that you know it's not my uh, not my. Uh, not my sport, and it's not my, uh, you know, I have to let my kids develop on their own. So were they all soccer fans? Not, yeah, not we, so uh, much you know, hockey? Uh, we, we, we support Manchester City in this yeah. house, and uh, uh, my two little ones play soccer, and one plays basketball, and my girls play uh, volleyball, and uh, my yeah. oldest one, who was born in Pittsburgh, she's athletic, but she's not really, you know, she's 26 already. So yeah. eventually she's going to give me maybe some grandchildren. Did you yeah. did you ever uh, switch up sports or were you always hockey? Uh the funny thing uh, about growing up in the, you know in Lithuania and then in Russia uh I think uh you know we did a lot of soccer in the summer because the ice usually they melt ice right. in the summertime I don't know why it's so weird. <laughs> but you know the season was like from October until uh uh maybe beginning of May and then you have mm-hmm. no ice for like 3 months. So we did a lot of soccer, you know, yeah. we play a lot of soccer, basketball, but basketball was weird because we had a hockey rules in basketball. Yeah. So you can, you can grab or hit people <laughs> while you're playing basketball. <laughs> so it was not really a lot of dribbling, you know. Yeah. So I think that's why all the Eastern Europeans, especially Russians who came to NHL and we tried to play basketball here, we're not, we were not really good. Yeah. Well, you see that, you see that now even in the NHL with people in their pregame playing, kind of kicking the soccer ball around. It seems like yeah. there's kind of a lot of uh, overlap. I think, yeah, because it's very uh, good, uh, you know, especially when you try to kick the ball uh, and keep it in the air all the time. You know, it's, I, 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 you know, it's a good warm-up for your legs because, yeah. you know, you're you warming up all the groins and all the knees. But at the same time, I think that's just the focus for guys to do. I hated it, actually. I didn't, yeah. never want to do that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to, you know, the guys, 
started doing it when I was still playing in the league. You know, my warm-up was uh, maybe ride a bike for five minutes yeah. and then go take a hot shower and I was ready to go. But yeah, a lot of guys, you know, uh, start doing uh, soccer games. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember one store in Pittsburgh when we had in South Point, we had a soccer field uh-huh. next door, indoor. So we used to have games in North America against Europe. <laughs> yeah. when we had a lot of Czech guys on our team. And uh, I remember that one year we had like a lot of Europeans. I think we had more Europeans than North Americans. Oh, wow. and we used to have soccer games. Uh, we used to play soccer and we used to just destroy them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And they also say, they used to say, let's play, uh, you know, flag football or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. D- just to uh, kind of even it out. So you went, you were playing eight at eight, and then at 16, you know, you started playing pretty heavy, high level. And then you ended up being the fifth overall pick by the rain or by the Islanders. Yeah. How did you go from being, you know, playing in high school, essentially, even though you're pro pretty much at that point, to the NHL draft? Uh, you know, I, I was lucky to, uh, to born at the right time because 1991 Soviet Union fell apart and uh, Lithuania became independent and even Russia, all the other republics uh, basically had a free, uh, you know, it was totally different countries. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened, uh, uh, you know, uh, I got drafted by, uh, because we, uh, I think NHL started drafting more players because they knew they can come. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 1992 draft, I was drafted by February, you know, by, by the Islanders, which I, I had no idea about the team at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they won four cups, you know. Oh, Just, yeah. uh, I was kind of more into following Edmonton Oilers and then uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, of course, because they were last two champions, uh, mm-hmm. NHL champions, Stanley Cup champions. So I knew more about them. So... Uh, <laughs> I just got drafted, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was very uh, shocked that they picked me fifth overall. Even I had so much, uh, uh, you know, accolades already under my name. You know, I was World Junior Championship champion. Then I was best defenseman of the tournament. Right. Then I had the Olympic gold medal already. I played already men's hockey for a couple of years. So I think I was ready, ready to go and play uh, at a high level in the NHL. Maybe that's the reason they drafted me. But, uh, you know, I was shocked that it was New York Islanders. Yeah, I, I I would think that would probably have to help with your draft is just the, the level of competition you played at that point. You just said you'd already won a gold medal. Um, you're a multiple medalist, which is insane on top of everything else. What was that kind of like going to, you know, play international hockey and then kind of go to the NHL? Well, because now I was playing already against men uh, for a couple of years right. before I came to the NHL. And when I came to the NHL, it was so much uh, easier for me to adapt because, you know, I... I already uh, basically uh, grew up, uh, grew up with men, and uh, uh, yeah, grew, grew up with men, and, uh, and you know, I was uh, living in this uh, dorms in uh, in Moscow with already the main team, which you know was a men t- men's team. So I was, uh, you know, while as even at nineteen and twenty, I was while you know established yeah. in, in the men's in men's hockey. So it was not like, you know, a little kid coming and try to, right. you know. I, I gained a lot of weight my first year, of course, you know, because of the American food, high-calorie <laughs> intakes. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, you know, Sounds that was funny. the biggest change probably, going from 190 to 220 in one year. Oh, yeah. You know, wow, yeah, that's all a big the calamaris and all the Fridays <laughs> and all the TJ Fridays restaurants. You know, I, I was amazed about the food. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you, did you feel a lot of pressure coming? I mean, I guess it would help from playing at such high levels, but you did. You came into New York City, which is one of, if not the biggest city in the United States. 
did you feel a lot of pressure coming in, especially being a high draft pick? Uh, not really. I didn't really yeah. care, uh, care when I came. You know, I, yeah. I, I was just happy to go play somewhere else. And yeah. uh, by making, I remember I was making like two hundred dollars a month in Russia, and then uh, getting my four hundred fifty thousand dollars salary my first year. Yeah, so I didn't really like the, the first year was like uh, every day was a new day. Yeah. I didn't really, you know, I was just happy. You know, I had so much fun. You know, I mm-hmm. think too much fun. Uh, <laughs> I think that that was my problem. Yeah, and. Uh, I didn't really, you know, and it was so easy for me, especially when I started hitting and I realized how appreciated fans are when uh, that style of, you know, because in Russia, when you hit somebody, nobody gives, nobody yeah. cared. There was not a lot of hitting. And then most of the time when you hit somebody on the national level, like in Canada, you know, yeah. or, or other tournaments, other tournaments. So uh, I don't think people uh, cheer as much like when I play for the Islanders, mm-hmm. you know, and then they started, you know, cheering my name. Uh, and I was like, wow, these people are really love the style I play. So I felt appreciated more than even scoring goals. So I feel like, you know, um, I just, uh, you know, start playing that way right away. Yeah. That, I, it, it was definitely a style of play that I like. Yeah. But you know, new, a new year, a new, 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 my first year, I, I didn't even know that Pittsburgh, I, I thought, honestly, I thought Pittsburgh was in Canada because of the penguin. <laughs> yeah. uh, when we're traveling to Pittsburgh first, first time, I thought I have to bring my passport because I thought we were going to Canada. <laughs> yeah. And they say, why you feel, why you think it's the Canada? I say, oh, you know, I assume penguin, it has to be cold. Yeah. So I thought Canada, <laughs> you know, it's a very cold place. So I didn't realize until a lot of things. When I came, you know, yeah, but it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, what was? Well, I guess that kind of answered that question. From was it a surprise leaving the Islanders and coming to Pittsburgh? First of all, I was surprised that I got traded to Pittsburgh. First yeah. of all, I was surprised I got traded at all because mm-hmm. I was promised uh, by Mike Milbury that I'm gonna be there until he's there. He's there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he traded me four days later. <laughs> uh, uh, that was the weirdest thing. But I think uh, the second thing, I was very surprised that I'm going to Pittsburgh because they hated me in Pittsburgh, especially <laughs> after 93 playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, oh, my God, you're crazy going to Pittsburgh? Like, <laughs> how are you going to play there? Like, they hate me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, coming to Pittsburgh, I was uh, felt very welcome. And um, uh, even my first game, I thought they are going to boo me. But they uh, cheered me and they, they appreciated me right away. I was very surprised. That's oh, one of the uh, things in Pittsburgh is that they hate oh, the other people. Pittsburgh, yeah, oh, Pittsburgh fell in love with me and my style of play right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those things when they're playing in a different color uniform, you hate it. But when they're playing for yeah. you, uh, it's a yeah, big. We still have fan. to play good, you know. I went oh, to yeah, the yeah. Rangers, and uh, <laughs> I think I played good. But I think when you sign a big contract, uh, the perspective of the player changes right away. They start counting your money, not the way you play, and. Uh, they always look for a negative aspect of your game. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, you really have to be really, really have to good. If you have a tough start, as I did with the Rangers, you know, I remember even my nicknames up to this day, they still, this guy on the radio called me Casper Minus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even, I, I, even I finished the season plus, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think big market teams... Uh, sometimes they're very uh, negative oriented, you know. Oh, yeah. Especially on the pl- established players, when they come and they sign a big fat check, they, if you got some don't produce, they 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 put it into the, the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. See, especially in a place like New York, that's what I was saying earlier with yeah. like the Islanders, the Rangers. I'm sure are probably even worse. Just you know, critiquing everything all the time. Yeah, it's 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 a tough market. You don't realize that. I was so excited, you know, in the beginning, but I realized maybe I had two different choices, but also big market teams. So uh, 
sometimes you feel like you know you're going to play on a big uh, big stage, but maybe some guys cannot make it. You know, yeah. especially uh, with the. Uh, I, I, I've been looking lately into the pattern. Uh, when you get older and you sign with a big team, sometimes it doesn't work out that good as as a young player. No. Yeah, it it definitely doesn't seem as that. Uh, when you went to uh, the Rangers, you ended up playing with Yager again, right? Yeah, Yager. I played with Yager uh, with the Rangers. I played with Yager with Pittsburgh. I think Yager was one of my, uh, if I count all the games uh, with somebody to play on the same team, I think Yags probably be uh, number one. Yeah. The uh, guy that I played the most because I played in Pittsburgh almost four years with him. And then they played Rangers a couple of years with him, you know? Right. So out of 14 years of my career, six years I played with Yaks. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's finally wrapping it up now, if even that. He's, I don't know if anyone's ever Listen, played I don't him. blame the guy. What else are you going to do? Like, I have children. I have six kids, so yeah. I'm busy. But if I had no kids, I don't know what to do, man. It's <laughs> yeah. like you have to work, which I do, but it's boring. So if as long as you stay in the game and you're healthy, you know, uh, that's that you know it's good for him you know because what else are you gonna do you know sit and drink uh, beer <laughs> yeah. or, you know or, I don't know yeah is it, have you ever had thoughts of coaching or anything or especially with kids now even uh, coaching a different sport I try to coach kids and um, I try to coach kids uh, try to coach a little bit when they retire in uh, Russia it's fun but it's so hard for me uh, to do this right now because I made a decision to be a dad yeah. And, uh, and every time I feel like if I want to change my, uh, you know, uh, I, I have a job now. I work in a development, a real estate development company. But sometimes, you know, you miss being around hockey. But I realize, I basically, if I make that decision to move towards that career, mm-hmm. it's like basically neglecting my family, you know. Yeah. Because I have to go to the locker room. I have to be there. I have to travel. And my wife, is tra- my wife travels a lot because she's a businesswoman. She, she has yeah. her own brand. So it's like... I feel bad for my kids, you know, like it's just, they're going to have no parents. Yeah. And, and you know what? It goes fast. I know maybe it's not the things I do right now that I would love to do, but at least makes me be a possible possibility for me to be a good dad and be around my children. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's probably as uh, rewarding as anything. I have an eight year old and a six year old as well. Yeah. And I know. I think it is. It's, yeah. it's it's the most important thing to raise the family and be and be present. I have a lot of you know I, I I know a lot of people who really raise their children, basically coaching or being you know uh, even my first child she was born in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. She's twenty six. I barely remember her childhood or barely remember her being her being part of my life because I always I always traveled you mm-hmm. know and I thought that's the way it has to be you know right. But now, uh, being present to mother five kids every day, you know, I realize that it's very hard, but so it's also very rewarding. Do you find that in other aspects of your life, where you know, being a professional athlete, you're kind of all, you know, all in all the time, kind of pushing yourself? Do you find yourself kind of hard to relax or step back? It is. I feel like uh, you know, I have very uh, like OCD. You know, everything yeah. <laughs> I do have to be perfect. And uh, but I, you know, with age, I think you start realizing that's not important. And uh, you can have a bad day or a good day, which is uh, I think you learn as an athlete. But same time, I feel sometimes I catch myself like even like you know, soccer parents or you know, my kids playing a soccer. Sometimes I feel like I am. You know, I deserve more than this other people. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know more. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I live this life. So 
I should be more like, you know, I sometimes I catch myself like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, <laughs> you're exactly the same as everybody. You know? yeah. Why do you have to like feel like, you know, when you are, uh, you used to this lifestyle, you go everywhere, people want to want your autograph yeah. and you have all this, you know, privileges. Uh, so sometimes you feel like you still deserve it. Yeah. Is that something hard to get used to as a professional athlete? Kind of after you're retiring, just kind of fading uh, the, the, the really. light all the time. I remember cutting my hair in Pittsburgh uh, and I had the best time of my life. Yeah. I used to have long hair. So yeah. I, anywhere I went, people recognized me right away. The moment I cut my hair off, nobody knew who I was. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is cool. And I, that's why uh, when I listen to, uh, you know, English Premier League players traveling to the United States mm-hmm. and they're such a big stars, but when they come to the United States, nobody knows who they are. <laughs> yeah. like, except like Messi made. Right, you know, yeah. Ronaldo, the big guys. Like but that. Yeah. Uh, most of the guys that you come in, they, they have this freedom and, uh, you know, and, uh, and privacy that they can do whatever they want. Nobody like really knows, except maybe big fans, you know. Yeah. I never forget, I, I met, uh, I didn't meet, I saw Joe Hart. Which was a Man City goalie in uh, Starbucks in Newark Airport. Yeah, <laughs> and I I knew it was. Like, oh my god! You know? And uh, and then nobody like nobody gave the shit about him. He was just yeah. like drinking coffee. No, nobody even came out. Like, yeah. like, oh my god, this is Joe Hart. You uh, know? Uh, uh, yeah. It was the English national goalie too. You know, for the team. So uh, sometimes it's good, you know, to have to have, to have a balance. Yeah, but. I know, I know. So it's it's hard. Uh, you know, I I I I've been spending a lot of time with uh, not a lot of time, but sometimes with uh, Hendrik Lundqvist. He comes to Miami oh, a lot, yeah, yeah. and like we we go to uh, you know water parks here in Miami, and <laughs> yeah. people still know who he is. Like yeah. they crazy. It's like the kid has no privacy. Yeah, you know that that's I like, strange. I don't, I don't miss yeah. that. You know, I don't miss that at all. Even especially for like a goalie with with the cage over your face yeah. the whole time, it seems harder to recognize in public. Versus somebody no, else. No, but it, it's very recognizable. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of to the point that it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I bet. Uh, um, I, was, I was looking at just some highlights and some stats. And to get back to the, the Casper Minus comment, you have a yeah. career plus for the plus or minus. So yeah. I don't know what they're talking about in, in New no, York. No, no, because my first year, my <laughs> yeah, first yeah. year with the Rangers, I was minus 20 in the beginning uh, of the season. But I finished the season plus six. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's, it was a big swing. Yeah. Uh, but nobody mentioned that. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> Doesn't yeah. help their story. They're already, the nickname stuck. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so, some of the things that stuck out, obviously, for, for Pittsburgh, the two plays that stick out the most, probably in mine and everybody around here, are the giant hit on Eric Lindros and the goal against uh, Buffalo uh, in Game 7 in overtime. What are some of your biggest memories in your career and in Pittsburgh? Well, you know, of course, uh, you know, uh, winning uh... – no, the game seven overtime goal probably was the biggest because, you know, I would never expect myself <laughs> scoring any goals. Yeah. Know, but scoring the big goal. Now, especially watching playoffs now all the time, how big it is. You know, sometimes I wish you, uh, me as an athlete, uh, you know, sometimes you feel like next season and next season you can win a cup, but mm-hmm. it's not that easy to do, you know. And uh, uh, Eric, you know, Lindros said, you know, it was huge uh, at the moment because of the rivalry and, uh, you know, how much uh, people hate uh, Philly and mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, how much they hate each other. Uh, but thing, you know, also I have, uh, like, not, like, uh, bare moments, like game of, uh, against Flyers, uh, the five overtimes. You know, I got scored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
even I blame Ron Tognet as a goalie because he fell asleep. You know? <laughs> but if you look at the video, you know, it looks like he beat me. I, I always, uh, until this day, I denied it. Way, I mean, Primo beat me. <laughs> Primo uh, beat me one-on-one because he just made a move and pulled uh, so fast and made that shot so fast. So I had no time to recover, to, to close on him. But I think uh, that was also a very uh, sad moment in my career playing for Pittsburgh because, you know, of the five overtimes oh, yeah. uh, that I made highlights. Too, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember that game, too. My, uh, my dad let me stay up late to watch it, and it just kept going on and on. Um, yeah. Is is Philadelphia one of your uh, least favorite teams, I guess, in your career, playing for, you know, so many teams, uh, the Islanders, oh, Rangers? Even up Penguins. to this day, every time I meet <laughs> people from Philly, I think they're a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And then if I mention that like, they are Flyers fans and they mention who I am, they right away they, they tell me how much they hate me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I remember we had an alumni game uh, before Winter Classic in uh, Philadelphia with uh-huh. the Rangers. And I remember they introduced me. Uh, it was 48,000 people at the uh, baseball stadium. Uh, they introduced uh, Mike Keenan first and they boo him so bad. I was like, Mike, I guess they don't like you here. And I was so shocked when they, I went after Mike Keenan and they booed me even more. And oh, Mike, no. Mike turned around and said, ah, I guess who's, uh, who's, uh, who's the villain now? <laughs> so, so, yeah, Flyer fans, uh, not really uh, pleasant. I remember playing one time in Hershey, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. just a charity game. And this guy with a Flyer jersey was, after I retired, maybe uh, like, what, maybe 10 years after I retired, he was screaming uh, from the stands, I hate you. you <laughs> I was like, dude, this is a charity game. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, that sounds about right, especially Philadelphia and anything yeah. uh, along yeah. that line. I'm, I'm pleased to hear you say that as a Pittsburgh. I'm pleased. But to I bet you if I play in Philly, probably they would love me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, in your entire career, is there somebody that I know you said you played with Yager for forever? But is there a defensive line partner that you meshed with the best? I think uh, when I played in Pittsburgh uh, with Ian Moran, yeah, okay, we uh, we had a couple of years together, and it was the best partner I had. Even you know, me and Ian were probably same height, and uh, but Ian was a very easy guy to play with because he, he talked a lot. He was very vocal. And, uh, you know, and uh, I, I had the most, I think, a couple of best seasons in Pittsburgh playing with him as a partner. Yeah, I, I, I loved all those things. That's like when I really started watching was like probably 96, 97, right after yeah. Lemieux retired. Um, to get ready then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, what did you play with Lemieux at all? Yeah, yeah, you I played, played right played before he retired. Time, then he retired, and I, when he came back, I played with him a little bit. Yeah, as as yeah, that's, with yeah, is that in two thousand two uh, when we uh, scored game seven overtime goal? Lemieux was on the bench celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. well, that well that's a that's a nice story to have. You know, Lemieux's yeah. on the bench while you're winning the game. There, no, it's funny. They show me <laughs> scoring the goal, and uh, they show me like going crazy, and then show Lemieux on the bench. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, he didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my one moment, please. Yeah. But yeah, that's sliding so across the ice. So yaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's the way it, it would always go. Then, uh, did you end up playing uh, in the KHL at all? Did I see that later? I played KHL, yeah, a couple seasons until I injured my uh, groin and I had a couple surgeries. Then I made a decision to retire in 2009. But from 2007 and two, th- two seasons, I played then. Yeah. Then I coached uh, half of the year, the same team I played for. 
and uh, then I moved back to the United States. Oh, okay. What what's the is there a big difference in the playing level? Because I know there was a big deal about Ilya Kovalchuk going back over there at like his prime and. Well, not because uh, I think Ilya went because of the money and yeah, uh, yeah. It was a big contract, uh, and then maybe you know he tried to promote the game uh, for KHL. But same time, uh, it was a big difference. Uh, I remember lockout 2006 was uh, not as advanced as uh, when I came uh, back in 2007. Oh no, what lockout was 2006? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, the lockout, uh, yeah, I've, no, 2000. Uh, yeah, 2006. When okay. we had lockout, we it's, missed the season. Yeah, all year. it might have been. It might have been a slightly earlier than that because I remember Early, yeah, Malkin yeah. got drafted in like 2002 or three. So it might have been right so, after there. Yeah. Oh, uh, so one of the lockouts I remember being in Russia it was horrible. But then when <laughs> I went back 2007, uh, when the KHL just uh, KHL was born, it, it was good. It was good hockey. It was a good travel, uh, good hotels, nice buildings. So uh, it changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think from '96 was a lockout. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Are you are you following the game anymore anymore? Or, uh, too oh, much yeah, anymore? I watch the Panthers now because you know I live in Miami. So uh, uh, Heat and Panthers, you know, both teams in the finals. So it's oh kind yeah, of that's good right. For, the Heat good for South Florida. But yeah, I watch I watch I watch uh, Panthers. You know, when Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's in town, I, I go to Pittsburgh games. Islanders, you know, uh, Rangers, of course. You know, I, I, I sometimes I take my kids. You know, we have some jerseys in the in the in the closet. They they put them on and uh, and they go watch. You know, the teams usually support the way teams because you know my teams that I play for. Yeah. Uh, the, the funniest story was my daughter was wearing Islanders jersey. Casparitis, uh, and mm-hmm. we were going to the stadium, and there was a kid wearing Casparitis jersey. Yeah. And I was like, "Are you? Oh my god!" I'm like, "You serious?" This is like, this is like thirty years ago. Like, how did this kid have my jersey? And uh, I, 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 I went to tap tap the shoulder. I said, "Dude, this is my jersey." <laughs> and his dad goes, "Oh my god, this is the guy you're wearing a jersey." You know, oh, that's so, so cool. his dad was excited, not not the kid. You know. <laughs> He had no idea where it was. Uh, no, but my daughter had a jersey, same jersey, so it was kind of cool. That must be somewhat satisfying having, you know, being recognized with your kids around. Because to them, you're still dad who kind of is annoying, gets on their nerves. But to everybody yeah. else, you're, you know, you're a hockey I think they hero. Don't, uh, show, uh, they don't show, but I think they very, uh, they get very, you know, uh, uh, not starstruck. But yeah. uh, I, I went to New York with my daughter, and I, I went to Islanders game. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of uh, Casparitis jerseys. And still, it, oh, I, just, yeah. I went to a Rangers game. It was not my jersey. It was like <laughs> not, not a single jersey. And she goes, how come nobody has a jersey here? I said, yeah, because uh, <laughs> probably I didn't play that good here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I should take my kids to Pittsburgh one day. I think uh, they still have some jerseys around. Pittsburgh. Oh, there definitely are. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that... I guess I have like one or two more questions for you, and then yeah. I'll, I'll let you go. Is that the team... Or what team do you kind of... When somebody says, what team did you play for? Which one do you kind of recognize the most? Is it the Islanders that you got drafted by? Or? Well, I think my, uh, you know, I, I can't like, uh, I think I played the most in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I spent most of my career playing for the Penguins, you know, six full seasons. Yeah. Basically. So uh, uh, that's, that's the team probably, you know, I feel like that I, uh, I accomplished the most. But I think Islanders, Sometimes Islanders fans uh, tell me uh, this thing. Say, listen, if you never play for the Rangers, 
you would be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because you choose the other side, we still love you, but not as much as we should love you. You know. Oh yeah. So I think uh, you know playing in Madison Square Garden on a daily basis, it's 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 amazing. You know, uh, the, 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 every game you walk there, you can feel the you know the spirit of the people before you uh any sport or art yeah. you know artists you, you, you just a different place to play is madison and, you know, square garden i, I played favorite? in new york the uh, coliseum which was a fun place to play eagle was a fun place to play too yeah is madison square garden your favorite then probably yeah because you know it's it's madison square garden yeah. Come on. even like <laughs> when i go now uh, you know, I went, I've, been, I've been in Pittsburgh a lot, which is, uh, you know, good fans, great atmosphere, but it's nothing like being in a garden, you know? Yeah. It just, just the feel, I don't know, it just feels different. I don't know why. It's it just like, it's old building, but you, it, it doesn't feel like it's, you know, been remodeled. Yeah. And just, you can feel the soul, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really interesting to hear, especially uh, coming from somebody, you know, uh, around the united states my whole life at madison square garden is pretty much the one that you know yeah. my whole life I've, I've heard about whether it be basketball or hockey or or music or concerts whatever yeah. you're saying it, it, it just built everything. differently i don't know why it built so it's like it's big but you know i go to panthers game and you, you know especially now it's full and but you don't you don't feel that just, yeah, even the the lights are different, you know, when you play in a garden. It just, it, I don't know why how they do that, but it's different. That is with what, with some of the newer stadiums, they make it better for you to see the game and enjoy it, but it kind of like lacks the personality a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, when you're in a garden, you feel like you're part of history all the time. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, Darius, thank you so much for taking no problem, the man. time to come on. Hopefully, best of luck with uh, the kids and coaching, and if you thank choose you. to do anything like that. But uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time All to right, come man. on. All right. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Darius Kasparitis. Um, it was so awesome to listen to his stories. Uh, I love him talking about uh, Yager and Lemieux being on the bench during his goal. Uh, such a kind of flip flop in what we're used to seeing, um, but it was it was awesome talking to him. I was so happy when he said yes, and uh, you know can't thank him enough. And thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like it, share it. You know, tell your friends about it. And, you know, let's try to grow the podcast a little bit. Maybe in- interview some more guys, like I said in the beginning. Maybe some cult guys, like I said. So not always the biggest names, but maybe some of the more interesting people. Uh, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, you know, you can follow us on TikTok too. We put some reels out on Instagram occasionally as well. So, uh, you know, we'll try to get bigger into that. Uh, follow the poor man's podcast for any of my stand up kind of things that I'm doing coming up. Uh, but keep listening to the podcast, go back, listen to some old ones. And like I said, share, tell your friends and thank you so much for listening. I'm going to say I'm so happy yeah. that I was allowed to be part of your day thanks for listening thanks for listening we hope you had a good time if you did be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends we can't promise not to embarrass you and if you just can't get enough follow us on instagram at poor man's podcast 412 twitter at poor man's pod 412 and facebook this is pittsburgh's own poor man's podcast signing off See you next week. In my opinion, that sucked. Woo! Woo! Four Main Podcast, the best <laughs> podcast in Pittsburgh.
Straight cash, homie.